Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. For the best prices for any kind of USB cable for your Nexus, Samsung, HTC or Sony mobile device, contact USB on the go. They have free postage Australia-wide. You can find them at usbonthego.com.au. USB on the go is a proud sponsor of the Aussie Tech Heads podcast. And welcome to episode 353, Aussie Tech Heads, the 8th of August, 8th to the 8th, 2013, and it's another episode of News and Views, and brought to you by a panel that is just, I don't know, sitting around, having a chat, all that sort of stuff. So uh, so thanks to our sponsors, as you heard at the top of the show, uh, Aussie Tech Heads Hosting, dot, uh, which is aussietechheads.com.au forward slash hosting, and also USB on the go.com.au. So uh, we've got uh, a winner this week for USB on the go.com.au competition. All we had to do was uh, put a put a comment in the Facebook. So we'll get to them later on in the show. Uh, but for now, it's uh, let's introduce who we have here tonight. So we've got William. Hello, Will. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Not too bad. What are you What are you been up to this week? Anything exciting? No, just a usual week where nothing works properly. You know, you know how. Hmm. Now, <laughs> yes, that's right. And then, um, and then down there in uh, cold Sydney town is uh, Warlock. How are you doing, Warlock? Today was like coldest day we've had even through all of winter. It was freezing. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Here. It was nice here actually. The hot wind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, Shane, how are you doing, Shane? Good, Glenn. How are we, guys? Good, very, very good. Now, Shane, uh, you have got some what's happened on this day in tech history from Tom Merritt's I'd... chronologically thing of tech. <laughs> Don't get too technical on us there, Glenn. No, I try not to. <laughs> yeah, keep it simple for, you, for us beginners. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you've got uh, quite a few there, but do you want to pick out, I uh, don't know, three? Which one yeah, I actually um, didn't get them all in because I fell asleep last night when I was compiling it. But anyway, August the 2nd, 1880, Parliament officially adopted Greenwich Mean Time, GMT, as the official time of Great Britain. I don't Ooh. know what it was before that. It doesn't say. In uh, 1880. Where are we? August the 3rd, 1958, the nuclear submarine USS Nautilus became the, or Nautilus rather, became the first watercraft to reach the geographic North Pole. Commanding Officer Commander William R. Anderson announced to his crew, for the world, our country, and the Navy, the North Pole. Oh, That's what he said. There you Not go. as good as um, um, Armstrong and what he had to say when he One got to the moon. small step for mankind. Now, let, yeah, that was good. Let me, let me throw something out there, a question out there. Now, Greenwich Mean Time. Now, I looked around the other day and there was something called Internet Time. What's Internet Time? Has anyone heard of Internet Time? About a quarter past five. Is it yeah. really? 
<laughs> no, <laughs> but um, but has anyone heard of that? Is there some? T- oh no, I think it's been around for a little while, but I've just never really heard of it. Uh, is really, it- we're just saying. What happened? Aren't we switching away from GMT now as well? Isn't it all? Um, it's UTC now. Um, UTC now, Universal Time, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But is that- and if you know the military, it's Zulu time. But is UTC the same as GMT? Or is it Yeah. Now? Yeah. See, they've got here, UTC is the same time. If the time, uh, if the time is in coordinated universal time, which is UTC, out of Z directly after the time without a space. So it becomes UTC. Yeah, so basically it's the same as, as GMT, but you can also make it Zulu time, which is basically like you know, right. 1,200 hours or you know, 1,445 or something like that. Yeah, okay. Internet time is a way to tell the time invented and marketed by Swiss watch company Swatch. Of the course. current internet time is the same all over the world. No time zones or daylight saving time adjustments. But only if you So, what is the current internet time? So, yeah, cause <laughs> whatever I've... you want it to be. Because <laughs> I've often thought, wouldn't it be good to have a time? Uh, you'd have to obviously get really used to it. But, like, say, it was a, 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 that where, say, it was five o'clock, but that five o'clock obviously was different. You know, my brain melts. I can't understand it. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to talk about anyway. You know, it would be good to have a uniform time where if someone said, oh, meet me online at five o'clock internet time, you just knew when that was, you know, and you knew what time of day it was. So you'd instantly go, you know, you go, oh, meet me at two in the afternoon or two o'clock. You go, oh, yeah, that'd be right. I'll be awake. No worries. Yeah. I'm actually, just looking up um, internet time and you probably don't want to learn it. It looks incredibly complicated. Mm. All right. Well, we'll, we'll leave him alone. We'll, we'll leave it well alone. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's kick off with a story because that's what we're here for. Now, this is all news that has taken place pretty much this week and news that have tweaked our interest. And so we just grab what has, has interested us through the week, each of us, and we'll have, put them down and we'll uh, discuss them. I like getting my interest tweaked. Oh, yes, it's, that's good. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Ever clean. And, uh, yeah, so look, where's my first one? Here's, here's one for the Google Android people out there. Google introduces Android app for remote wipe and also locating lost devices, a new app called Android Device Manager. It um, will help users locate or remotely wipe their lost or stolen phones, apparently comparable to the Apple's Find My Phone. Android Device Manager isn't expected to be available to everyone until later this month, and all phones and tablets running the Android 2.2 Froyo platform and high will receive the update. The app will allow users to make misplaced devices in earshot. Uh, ring at maximum volume. If further away, the device can be located on a map in real time or wiped. How good's that? Yeah, it's kind of um, a little bit irrelevant because there's the there's an app called... Um, find where's my droid that has been around since version one of of android pretty much um where's my camera yep. <laughs> i don't know there if you can see go. that but basically um basically it it does everything that that does um lot it does a lot more if you pay pay for it it's like four bucks for the paid account and it does a whole heap more than that but it's been around forever um you can even do things like take take um pictures remotely so you can you can send it a code and it'll take pictures of the surrounding environment. It'll it'll do live GPS tracking. So if the phone's been stolen and it's on the move. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, it's a great idea, but it's not a new idea. It's another <laughs> thing for Google to list tick off the list of things what iPhones do, what Android don't do yet. You probably find Google bought that company and that's why they're just introducing it. 
Oh, there's, there's hundreds of those sort of companies. I've just happened to use that one because it's been so good. Um, uh, to be actually, to be honest, I'm surprised it's taken so long for them to uh, to do that sort of thing as as standard. All the all the backend is is already there. That they only had to put a, a GUI on it, pretty much. Mm. So that, that's all right. So that's it's. Uh, is this like a bit of is catch up? Well, I thought there was a few things out there for Android uh, to do this anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's, yeah, they that's just what I mean. It's been around. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that particular one I'm using. The reason I continue. I mean, there are other ones out there. The one I can. Reason I continue to use that one, is because it's literally when I got my first Android phone. Um, it was, you know, what I used on it then. So it's just the same program I've used all the way through. So. Yes. So uh, yeah, but anyway, it's good to see that. So this one's actually coming from Google. That's the that's the the, yeah. the secret there. All right. So that's that's good. All right. Who else is uh, who's got something else? Let's uh, Warlock. What do you got going? What do you got cooking down there? Well, Microsoft is helping out people who had iCloud iCloud accounts because uh, Apple has announced that a lot of uh, people who are on iCloud are losing their free twenty gigs. So Microsoft says, why don't you come over to SkyDrive? <clears throat> I mean, not SkyDrive soon because no, that's going something away. else. It's a name as well. Now they've been sued for that. But uh, Microsoft offers 15 gigs of free whatever SkyDrive is going to be storage for one year to people who used to be on the iCloud. So that might help them out. And uh, who knows, maybe they'll be able to con- convert a few people <laughs> over to the Microsoft site or something. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, so that's, um, yeah, was that 20 gigs or 15 gigs? That's all right. That's all right. Fifteen gigs extra, yep. Yeah. It's only in England that they have to change the name, isn't it? No. Uh, yeah, but they'll, yeah, they'll no, Enigma was that band from the 1990s with the funky dance music. What's that one? Oh, I don't know. Enigma. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Will, what, what have you <laughs> Straight over the head. Will, what, are you, what have you got? What interesting tidbits have you got? Well, actually, <clears throat> this is a story I was reading uh, yesterday, I believe, and it actually made me that hungry. I had to go buy a hamburger, so maybe I'm weird. But basically, scientists yes. serve up a $373,000 chest, chest, chest tube burger. Um, yeah. Effectively, uh, in London, the uh, researcher leader, Professor Mark Post, uh, said that he demonstrated a proof of concept and cultures and cultured meat could be realistically be could man this is worded badly <laughs> cultured meat could realistically be on a supermarket shelves within 10 to 20 years um basically they they took um stem cells and turned them into uh whatever they did to end up making a meat patty um apparently that because it was pure meat and had no fat, of course, means it had no real taste. It pretty much was cardboard because fat is where you get the you get the uh, the flavour from. So, mm. but um, apparently nobody died. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe there's it. something to be said. For that. <laughs> but they're basically saying, and I don't think they're going crook about um, the meat itself being the problem, but they're saying. Of course, Peter's got involved, the ethical treatment of animals and whatever they are, mm. um, and basically saying that livestock production contributes 18% of greenhouse emissions and 27% of global water footprint and 33% of the global yeah, land use. Now, my argument is why are they saying that when they're trying to protect animals? <laughs> so basically yeah, isn't that saying, a good okay, thing, what they're doing? Because, I mean, they're not yeah, killing so- the cow. 
No, they're not killing the cow. They're just going to create methane, take up more land, and yeah. and increase emissions. But I mean, the, the cows are going to survive. <laughs> and the tech angle is it was mostly paid for by Sergey Brin from Google. He Ooh. invested over three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in the burger, and then didn't get to have any. Oh wow! <laughs> now, well, now here's a, here's something for you to get your teeth around. And I, I wish Mark was on tonight. Uh, bring him back, hey! Bring him back for an episode. Your phone bring is back what- the Mark. <laughs> your your phone is watching you, Shane. What's what's? Why is my phone watching me? Is that the uh, FBI thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was going to follow on with this story from the um, story that Will did. Basically, it's um, a story about how the FBI can remotely activate microphones and cameras and and, um, record your conversation with Android phones. So it sounds like basically what they've done is they've taken the technology that either Google's um, just invented and and about to release or or from one of the other companies that does it since um, the, the... thing that Will was talking about basically says you can send codes out to the phone yeah, and you know, take pictures and all that kind of stuff. So I'm guessing that's what the FBI are doing. They're probably just piggybacking on, on technology that's already out there. And yeah, it's just a story about how um, they're using Android phones to record conversations and, and basically snoop on people. But I suppose like... Now, the only issue... Yes, go, Will. Sorry, go I was going to say, the only issue I have with this story is they're picking on Android. The fact that they've been doing it with iPhones for the last five years doesn't seem to be mentioned, as far as I can tell. Oh, what? Do you think this is fair dinkum? Um, I thought it was just all pocus-pocus. Yeah, no, no. Uh, they, can also fair they can also do it with your house phone while it's on the hook. They can activate the microphone. That's not a problem. Well, I've heard... Yeah, I've... It's, it's all... Yeah, look, I've heard stories that they can also um, do something like activate the speaker on your TV and, and get it fed back, you know, down the, the electricity lines or something. It well, sounds ridiculous. No, they can't do that. But... Well, who knows? No, but I mean... Um, Two-way device. They like can, I mean, the thing is with what people don't realise is while ever your battery, while your phone has power, it is capable of being, of both transmitting and receiving data to some degree. Um, a phone is still trackable if you've had the signal of a phone locked before the phone got turned off. Once the phone's turned off, it can still be tracked unless you pull the battery. Now, what really popular device is on the market that doesn't allow you to take the battery out? But whatever that may be, um, apparently it's been a huge target for quite a while. Mm. So I don't know. You mean the HTC One, which is an Android phone? (laughs) Leave my phone out of this. To, to be honest, that would be one of the rare Android phones that you can't take the battery out of. I think I I don't know of another one. I'm sure there probably is another one, but that's pro- you know it's very rare that that's the case. Now, to, while we're talking about uh, phones, there's a new app turns iPads into POS devices. Now, now this company Kunta has launched a free app that turns any you iPad. Watch how you pronounce that. <laughs> what Kunta POS? What is it? Kuntapos <laughs> uh, has launched a free app that turns any iPad or iPad mini into a cloud-enabled POS device. The application is free uh, to download and users must pay a monthly subscription fee to actually use it as part of their business process. What's <laughs> so funny? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, the counter. Counter. Hey? Counter. Is that counter. how you say it? You know, like you have your cash register up on the counter. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I was, was going to say, well, it's, it's Kunta in a box. So the POS <laughs> software, 
three points. Uh, <laughs> that that, that takes me back to a Graham Kennedy <laughs> moment there for some uh, reason. Uh, but anyway, the, <laughs> the POS software also integrates with payment and ordering services such as PayPal, Beat the Q and Zero. No pricing on the web page, so that's helpful, uh, except for a $50 device fee. So you can get started for free, but no pricing. So what's going on there? So they're uh, not. I mean, they're not the first to do that, though, are they? I mean, PayPal's been doing that for a while. Um, some banks allow you to take photos of checks and to do trend, like ING allows you to th- do direct transactions. Yeah, I think this one. Phone. When you look at the web page, this one seems to be pretty much uh, pretty well supported by the software. It's a very uh, uh, good decent software behind it by the looks of it there is another one i think we mentioned on the aussie max zone podcast i can't remember the name of it but it uh it was an attachment to the ipad uh which which well, did it operate the till as well i think it had a till attached to it and apparently they're starting to sell in the apple stores now so there's there's a looks like the this space is starting to heat up so so if you're after uh POS devices have a look at counter counter k-o-u-n-t-a in a box there is um there is a bluetooth uh draw system and point of sale system um that's been available for for uh, well mainly supported by android but it does work on on apple through a web interface um and it's the same sort of thing it's a full-on point of sale solution with your cash register and everything built in and uses a bluetooth set of drawers so you, you finalize the sale pops the drawers out put your cash in it has the swipey thing for, for the FPOS and everything. So, no, it's good. It's good to see this sort of thing, especially, you know, in, in my line of work, we're, we're a very mobile business. We 95% of our business is on the road. Mm. And with the solutions currently in place, we have to have, a you know, a separate cash box. We, we've got a separate FPOS machine. We've got the, you know, if we need to do up an invoice, we've got to either do up a handwritten invoice and then go back to the workshop and put it in, or we've got to, you know, like TeamView or something back to the workshop to enter it. So having all that, you know, it's getting to that point where that has to be a standard sort of a thing now where all this technology, I mean, go and try and find, yeah, thanks for that, Claire. Go and try and find a um, uh, all-in mobile printer. You know, they're like $600 Mm. now just for a thermal printer that you can, you know, strap to your belt or sit on the seat beside you and Bluetooth data to it now go back 10 years to when um or even 15 years to when you know the ipacs and the you know the portable pdas used infrared to to the portable printers the printers right. were like you know 200 dollars mm. um you know and everybody you know everybody who would do a delivery had one uh but that sort of technology has gone away even though it's now to the point where really that's what we should be seeing more of Mm. Yeah, true, true. But uh, yeah, so so moving on from there. Well, actually, we'll stick with the mobile sort of theme, I suppose. Um, Warlock, you've got a smartwatch. Smartwatches are still all the rage. Well, the the um, Pebble. potential. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Still all the rage. Samsung is looking to bring out their own smartwatch, and uh, according to seen the patents, it's probably going to be called the Galaxy Gear. The Dutch website Galaxy Club spotted a trademark filing for a new line of devices called the Galaxy Gear. The company describes as wearable electronic devices in the form of a wristwatch, wristband, or band. Well, I'm going to get confused with Google Gears. That's going to confuse me. 
So maybe there'll be a pattern with that as well. Reminds me of somebody trying to be a ventriloquist. Galaxy got all the gear. <laughs> Sweet. So, um, yeah, is, is this watch thing, it's it's going to happen. Is It's got so much momentum. It sounds like yeah, it's, it's... Everyone's doing watches now. There's so many that are out there. There's even more Kickstarters that are available with the different um, options. Mm. Of course, everyone knows there's the Pebble which started all of this as the biggest one and they got huge funding. But um, there's still a lot of people who pre-ordered those and they're still waiting to hear anything back. But now they're mass producing them for Best Buy. So I think they've taken a bit of a back seat while uh, they get the shops rolling out a lot of them now. So um, it's Mm. going to be interesting, but um, they're all going to be, you know, $150 plus. So depends on how much you're into technology as to whether you're going to get one, I guess. Do you think the actual they'll actually be popular? Because all the um, before all this hype started about iWatches and all that kind of stuff, I was seeing stories where and I mean if you just look through, look just in in the neighbourhood and the community and that, especially around the the youth, not many people wear watches these days because you know they've all got the time on their phones. You know, yeah, that's the thing. That is very true because I've I've they have left come my... up with something really compelling reason for people to want to get a watch. I mean, people have got Nike Fuel Bands. They're really popular in the US and apparently um, that kind of thing where it can tell you if it's connected to, you know, your heart rate and can tell how far you've moved by a GPS and that sort of stuff. A lot of uh, sports and exercising type people will get them. Uh, same people who get the little pedometers stick mm. on the belt and then go for a walk. But um, I'm not really worried about that because my phone does it with the Runtastic app. Yeah, and mm. there's plenty of those kind of things that'll also track it, upload it to websites, and send it everywhere without having to pay extra money. So, well, I just dug my watch. Little device. I just dug my watch out of the out of the drawer. It stopped. I haven't. That's how long since I've <laughs> used it. And like, I've always got my phone on me, so I've always got a clock. So, well, um, I mean, I I would wear a smartwatch oh. insofar as you know, if you in in my line of work, catch a sex on the road. I don't carry my phone in my top pocket because it gets damaged or it falls out. I carry it in my pocket or I leave it in the car. And if I had a smartphone that had caller ID, could tell me who was calling in. If they sent me a text message, I could just look at it instead of having to, you know, grab my phone um, and whatever. Especially if it functioned like it had a decent LED on it for a torch. Hmm. Um, for me, and if it wasn't four hundred dollars, you know, if I'm talking a normal watch of sixty or seventy bucks, I mean, it hasn't got to be powerful. It's just got to be Bluetooth. Hmm. If, It'd be if good I for could, people who are like a mechanic or a chef or something, where your hands are going to be covered in stuff all day. And you get a message and you're like, yeah. do I need to go wash my hands and then dry them and then check check my phone? No, there's nothing exactly. there. That's interesting. Put it back. So Especially if it's you know nice and flat because now they can make those pretty flat screens. So, you know, if it's nice and flat and wraps, wraps you know, nice and firm and it's not going to come off or get caught on anything, uh, as long as the battery life, I mean, you charge your phone every night, so there's no problem charging your watch every night. You throw it onto one of those electronic charge pads so you don't actually have to plug it in. Um, and with the option now for having, um, you know, you can dictate, you know, you can talk to your phone and it converts to text and things like that. So there's no reason you can't send text messages and stuff. I mean, the processing power is handled by your phone. The, the watch is just a, effectively a second screen. Mm, um, I think in, in that application, I think it's great. But yeah, instead of know. trying to make it its own separate thing. And you know, particularly that... if it's something like the Moto X, which is always listening for a particular phrase, and you could just say, "Google now, send text yeah. to Will. Hi, Will. I'm going to be late this afternoon from Jason. Send yes." Yeah. And That's and it. do you do you find that more and more people are wearing watches on their right hand? 
What's going on? You wear them on your left hand, not your right hand. That's right. Yeah, so... but see, they're not really watches now, are they? It goes left, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, now... What um... Spectacles... What's, what's the Austin Powers thing? Spectacles, testicles, wallet and watch? I mean, you get that completely wrong if you're wearing it on your right hand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What? Yeah, okay. No, no, no worries, Will. Yeah. Like, Josh, Josh himself. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, I see. I, oh, okay. I've got it. I got. see what you're doing. We see, Will. Yeah. Sounds very interesting. Shut up. Oh, I, I get what you're bringing that up tonight. I'm going, I'm going now. I'm taking my we watch. Value I'm going your, no, value don't. Your you're streaming. All matters. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking but up what you're putting down. That, you, you are right. I mean, I haven't worn a watch since, probably since I left school was the last time I actually wore a watch, so... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if it's cheap and usable, yeah. Hmm. All right. I cool. Will. Cool. All right. Now, for for those of you who don't live in Queensland, well, you're pretty common. Same on you. That's right. No, good luck to you. <laughs> Best of luck. You know, get out. My, 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 the more less, the less the better. <laughs> now you would have, you would have maybe have heard about this payroll health health payroll debacle that's been going on across uh, governments uh, for a few years now, where. How, how is this? So what happened? That the, the health system had a payroll. They decided to update it. They hired IBM to update it, and it was just a botch-up job. It was supposed to cost two hundred million, but to date, it's cost one point two billion. Like what an absolute joke! Now, anyway, mm. uh, the Queensland government is considering whether or not uh, it should ever contract IBM again. Following the release of a report of the uh, of this pay payroll project, now the Richard Chessman report, and there's a link in there. You can find that. You can read that old report if you uh, if you so desire. One one lonely night by himself, and uh, and see what that has to say. Now you can read the report. It's uh, the Richard Chesterman report. So just go aussietechhouse.com.au forward slash podcast and just navigate there to the show notes. IBM argued with when the system went live, it had hindered. IBM argued when the system went live, it was hindered <laughs> primarily through business processes and data migration issues outside of its contractual and practical control. I mean, seriously, $1.2 billion, that's, that's immense. IBM says reports that suggested that, that that price tag to the remedy to the Queensland health payroll system was completely incorrect. IBM's fees was $25.7 million. That's a lot left. <laughs> to be going somewhere where if it didn't go to them. Uh, so IBM's fees, $25.7 million accounted for less than 2% of the total amount. The balance of costs is made up of work streams, which were never part of IBM's scope. The Queensland government was considering what action uh, it could take against IBM, but the previous government had waived all, their, all the legal rights to claim damages for some reason. I'm not sure. I wasn't across that part then. But uh, it's just the balls up from start to finish. IBM was banned. and this is Incidentally, IBM was banned from, uh, from seeking new business with the US government in 2008 after it was alleged to have violated procurement rules uh, when bidding for a contract for the US Environmental Protection Agency. So the ban lasted a whole seven days. So that obviously worked. <laughs> They're probably, no more computers for you? Okay, uh, we'll lift that ban. Uh, band. So, yeah, what a what a mess this this thing is. Like one point two billion. Hang on, oh, we're, we're talking uh, the the healthcare payroll debacle. Yeah. 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 I mean, that all started because the government went, "Hey, the payroll system we've got now is working perfectly. Let's make a cock up of it 
by getting this system that we're told that won't work and told doesn't support shift work and told won't do what we want it to do mm. and let's put it on and see what happens. I mean, yeah. the Queensland government started the entire cock up <laughs> and now they're blaming IBM. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, obviously, obviously the, the, the idea was that IBM was to supply something that would work. Like, you're not going to go purposely to cock something up and spend $25 million, or you t- presumably... Well, they were, because the, the software they originally got was from Germany. The engineers that they bought it from said, this software mm. will not work for your application. We will not warrant it. We will not guarantee it. And we're telling you right now, it will fail. So That's it, actually the, the legal statement that it was put in court when they were... Yeah, okay. You know, basically yeah. tried to be fine. They said, no, this is what we told them. Mm. And the government went ahead and did it anyway. Because as far as I know, I'm pretty sure there's there's still uh, pay slips going on still that are still not right. Yep. And... A friend of mine, she has since been put off with the whole reshuffle thing, which she was w- w- been waiting to happen because she wanted to get out of there. Um, but she's been put off since that. Um, she has a ridiculous amount of money still being owed to her. And they sent her her group certificate the other day, which is a, from about four years ago. Yeah, that's hopeless. So, you know, like, seriously, just take responsibility. You're cocked up. Yep, no worries. Let's turn around, fix it, and we'll blame you later. But they would have been better <laughs> off to uh, you know, just to go back to the old one. Like, just suck yeah, it up. Yeah, but they couldn't see because then they would admit that they were wrong. But it's so a different government. Using, yeah, it's a different government still, now. But... They paid all these engineers, and mm. IBM was part of that, to fix this software to make it work, to do what the old software was doing that didn't cost them anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Shane, what China, Chinese, what are they doing? They're up to no good. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, let me go to that story. The Chinese, Chinese hackers. Are no good. <laughs> What's up with that? Allegedly, <laughs> Chinese hackers have been caught hijacking a decoy U.S. water plant. So basically, what this story goes on to say is that the U.S. have set up a um, a decoy uh, water plant, and the Chinese hackers have been harassing the U.S. in a series of cyber attacks. But we've started trying to talk <coughs> to talk it out. <coughs> Excuse me. Story goes on to say that. Kyle Wilhoyt, a researcher with security company Trend Micro, explained the details of the whole thing at the Black Hat, on, Black Hat conference on Wednesday. The hackers that attacked the honeypot are known as APT1 or Comment Crew, comment, comment crew and have been uh, tracked back to the Chinese army. Um, and that's pretty much the guts of the story. Yeah, right. Well, it's always been as it's long rumoured, uh, isn't it, that uh, the the Chinese are uh, <laughs> are in the back end of everything, uh, so to speak. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see how for that for, a, for a country that's got such a giant firewall that doesn't allow you to do anything, they seem to be able to do a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of some of them have got the password. Now, now listen. Um, look, a couple of quick shout outs. Uh, one shout out to the guys at somewhere. I can't. Where are they? Pod socks. Is that them? Hang on, yeah. hang on. Let me go back to me at the top of me page. That's them. Pod socks. P o double d s o c k s. So they uh, they sent me an email through the week. Good on you guys. And uh, they said, oh, listen, we've got this little podcast going. 
It's uh, it's a weekly Australian podcast where people sit down and have a conversation, summarising the week at hand, reviewing entertainment ideas, conspiracies, life, death, and hopefully having some fun along the way. So if you want a bit of a comedy podcast, go and check those guys out. It's, uh, it's uh, it sounds good, not safe for work, but it's uh, it sounds good. So Ben, Chris, Jack, Nathan, how are you doing? All right, uh, just Google them and you'll you'll come across them, hopefully. And uh, it's podsocks.com, pod with a double D, all right? I'm sure you can handle that. Now, uh, I've, got to watch, I've got to watch episode 38. There's a picture of uh, Dr. Emmett Brown on there, and it's called Time Travelling. Time Travelling. So uh, I'm going to be watching that one. You'll be into that one? <laughs> Just for no other reason than that. <laughs> all right. Now, for those of you who do listen to the Aussie Max Zone podcast, which is uh, goes out live Tuesday nights, uh, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash live, and is also available in the iTunes and on YouTube and off the webpage or at the at AussieMaxZone.com.au. It's everywhere. So IT Help For You, that's the sponsor of that show. They're actually trying to get together a crew to go and see the uh, preview of Jobs the Movie. Now, Michael down there at the ITHelpForYou.com.au, he's trying to put together, uh, he's gone to the to the theatres and they're trying to put together a little package and so forth so he just wants to get some ideas so he's down in Pe- in well he's IT help for using Penrith but the event cinemas at top ride is where this is is going to happen so if you're down that way and you want to and you think that'd be a good idea to probably do a bit of networking get together with some with some other guys and enjoy the movie with a group uh yeah go to IT help number four letter u dot com dot au and uh, fill in the in the little form there. I think it looks like tickets are about fifteen bucks. And I think Warlock, you said you, you you were thinking about joining up. Yeah, I think for fifteen bucks, why not? It'd be great to get out, have a chat with some people. And as you know, hmm. I saw uh, Michael last weekend and had a bit of talk to him about uh, his uh, company there and computers in general. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, well, we're going to see the movie anyway, so it's fifteen hmm. bucks. So you might as well, you know, go and have some fun with some other with some other other dudes. And uh, see Mr. Kutcher. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, let's get it off iTunes. I'm sure it'll be on there. Oh, in time. In time. <laughs> the trailer looks pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, actually, I was surprised. I'll have to I wasn't the... expecting I'd like it. But... Apparently, it was, was a bit upset because the first um, preview they released of it was Steve Jobs telling Wozniak what a com- personal computer is all about and how they're going to change the future by... <laughs> Him getting was to make one. Nice, nice. That's not how it happened. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> now, well, I've listened to Steve's book, so well half of it. I haven't got back to that book since I've since. Yeah, I... that'll be the um, Aaron Sorkin version. Is going to be based on the book. Mm. Spoiler uh, alert: He dies. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing oh. I was waiting for. That was, that was the climax. I mean, come on. I'm not watching it now. That's it. <laughs> now I'm we bit... know how it ends. Yeah, it's pointless. I mean, spoil. The butler did it. Yeah, now, uh, and also uh, USB On The Go. Now, they they uh, sponsor our show, so thanks very much. USBOnTheGo.com.au. Now, they've got, uh, what are they? They've got UTG cables, On The Go cables. OTG. OTG cables, On The Go cables. They've got little USB chargers for the car, uh, all this sort of stuff. So go and have a check that webpage out. Now, last week, uh, we asked you, and every week we had been asking you if you wanted to win a, a cable this week, it was. Then we have a winner this week who... Do you, who put up on the Facebook page that he, he likes us very much. So thank you, Matt. And uh, we'll give you a, a message and you can tell us your details. All right. 
So we're just going to have a little little break from the from the the giveaways for the moment, and but we'll be back with them pretty soon. So Matt, good on you. I have to just say one thing too with the the OTG stuff. There's a cable they do. It's a Y cable, plugs into the back of your phone, um, into the mini USB port, and then it splits off. And one is a USB, and one is a female, like the same plug that's on the back of your phone. That thing makes my life so easy at work because pe- people bring their stuff in from their jobs. My phone is constantly being used. Um, I plug my charger into one end of the cable. I plug the card reader, the, the multi, multi-card reader into the other end, and I can do USB, micro SD, you know, SD cards, the full spectrum plus external hard drives. So my phone doesn't go flat, and I can access my data, and I never run out of either. And that one cable yes. has made my life so much more convenient. It's you don't even know how how good that cable is. It's and for itself. Yeah, and so oh. what are the what are the cables worth? They're probably only like less than four dollars. Yeah, like something like that, and it saved me. I don't know how many hours, hours in, in Mentor. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, and also, if you do buy from uh, usbonthego.com.au, they free postage, Australia wide. So do that. Yep. Do that. Now, Warlock... And quick. Yeah? It's so quick. I couldn't believe how fast... Well, you order it. I mean, it may not be the case all the time, but I've had it turn up next day, you know. That's if all right. you order it in the morning one day, you'll get it the next day sometimes. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, so... Uh... Yeah, good stuff. Australian, Australian. You're going to go through Australia Post. I think that's fantastic. It <laughs> <laughs> is. It is. Uh, send a letter from one side of Brisbane to the other and get it next month. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think uh, Warlock YouTube are, are geeking out. Is it, uh, yeah, for uh, Geek Week, they've got uh, a bit of a geek surprise. If you go to a YouTube page and type, not in the um, address bar or search bars or anything, but just type, click on the page and type the letters. 1337, which spells leet, it'll uh, change all of the comments on the page to leet speak. So if you don't uh, understand it, check it out and have a look for a bit of a fun surprise there. Google are well known for their uh, Easter eggs, such as um, asking the Google search engine to do a barrel roll and gravity and uh, Zerg attacks and that sort of thing. So this is just another one to add to the list for the uh, Funky Geek guys. Yeah, nice work. Now, while we're speaking of YouTube, I think, Shane, you had a story that incorporated a YouTube video. Did you not? Uh, I did. Ikea? Was that you? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what you mean now? What's all that about? Um, I'm, let me let I'm me hanging out for the um I'm hanging out for the catalogue actually. I can't wait to see if this actually works. IKEA um has a new app which basically um transports furniture right into your living room. So basically the idea is and yeah, there's a YouTube video there that kind of shows you how it works, but you get the um 2014 catalogue, which apparently is on its way out because I've seen ads on the TV. You open it up to whatever item that you want to actually um look at. Put it somewhere in your room. Get Download the app. Um, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head whether it's iPhone and Android or just iPhone. Um, but you point it at the at the catalogue and it superimposes or um, what's the word? Yeah, superimpose. Yeah, superimpose. Yeah, superimpose, that'll Superimposes the actual piece of furniture in the room. Augmented yeah, reality. That's yeah. the one I was thinking of, augmented reality, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like we just, if for those on the video, uh, well, those on the audio, we, we actually are just watching the video as we go along here, and it does look... Oh, uh, it's hilarious. It looks quite neat, doesn't it? <laughs> and, <laughs> but I, I see... It's actually quite clever. I mean, 
there have been apps that have added this stuff to photos for a while, but the fact that somebody's actually using it for a purpose rather than just um, just adding, adding it for the sake of adding like it. In your house. Yeah, that's great. Uh, oh, no, yeah, there's Samsung there. So. The, uh, in the future, it's going to be even uh, better than that because everybody's going to have their own 3D printer and you'll print out stuff that you want in your house. You just download it, the <laughs> well, um, schematics install it in out. your printer, and then boom, there it is. They're doing that in the US, apparently. The um, printer places where you go to get your um, pages printed and your catalogs and your brochures now installing 3D printers so that uh, you could go to one location and scan something in for your friend and somebody on the other side of the world or the country can print it out into a 3D printer and get the same object. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? And, and it's funny, actually, you should mention um, 3D printers because there's actually a rifle maker in Canada who has tested and test-fired the world's first 3D rifle. Um, now, we heard about them making a 3D gun uh, a couple of weeks back on the show, but this guy, they, he basically makes a replica 22 rifle, and he managed to fire... Um, he fired 14 rounds before the plastic barrel actually weakened and, and split. <laughs> now... That's not bad out of something that's made of effectively plastic with the amount of pressure going through that gun is, is amazing. Um, which, on the other hand, I guess it it's kind of scary now that you can print your own rifle, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, it's neat. And it, in some respects, it opens up a lot of, you know, freedom for a lot of people. But, that, you know, obviously, if you took that plastic barrel off and put a metal barrel on this thing... Um, Obviously, something else would fail, but you'll get a lot more than fourteen shots out of it. Mm. Yeah, look, I don't know about printing guns. I think that's, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. I don't have yeah, a problem with it. For, I mean, <clears throat> sorry, Warlock. It's, you know, if, if you're living out. Sorry, hey, go, Warlock. Go, Warlock. Go. <laughs> something else interesting I saw this week is there was a uh, company who um, will do your uh, wedding and birthday cakes. Uh, objects, you know how people always have a bride and a groom stuck on the top and they're generic? Well, they'll you can actually go into their business. They'll scan the bride in her dress and then they'll scan the groom and then do a 3D printing of that person and then paint up the colours and painting their clothes. And so you've got the actual bride and groom figurines of the real people sitting on top of the cakes. Yeah, right. Wow. That's a really good use, of, really good idea, really good use of 3D printing there. You could do that for the kids. Yeah, and they have their birthday. Print, print the kids on there, or put the whole family <laughs> there. If you're if you're having something like that, it'd be great. Yeah, it's that's just that's the new family stickers. That's that's the yeah. that's the, fa <laughs> that's I mean, the family <laughs> things. Three Ds. Given, given that you can build a three D printer for not that much money, you know, a couple of grand. I think buying the the plastic to feed it is probably the dear part. But these days, you know, I mean, they, that's how they started. They started off as a, a home. You know, I can't remember who made it, but a um, they make started off making in, make, yeah, yeah, make a bot. Right. Yeah, and then it, it's now become a commercial thing. But it's one of those things that started off as something to do in your backyard, hmm. and it's been turned into a commercial enterprise. Um, it's quite interesting, you know, and it doesn't cost much to make a printer. Really, you can get, you know, all the components now have come down to a reasonable price. I think last time I priced it, it was like six hundred dollars to make one. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people who are coming up with ideas for new products and stuff that want to do a prototype, they just yeah. get a 3D printout of it, which can be done in a few hours, and then they've got it. They can try it out, try different shapes, sizes, and what it might look like, mm. 
and then um, rather than submitting it to a company after you design it in your 3D thing and then wait till they get around to actually fabricating it and send it back to you, which costs thousands and thousands of dollars, they can just quickly whack you out one in a few hours. And that's the other thing with it too is that it say you like I saw one guy he printed off you know your, your shifting spanners your you know that you can change the size on the jaw he printed mm. that straight off and it worked you didn't have to assemble it 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 scrolled and adjusted the size straight off the production bench so oh, not only are you minimizing prototyping costs you're also minimizing time and labor on assembly costs but but with that with that with the at screwing straight off the the printer it would it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been printed assembled though would it yeah, printed fully assembled as as is. Because of the way the printer works, it's able to hit and miss as it prints. And because right. it hit and misses, it just doesn't print where it doesn't want plastic. Yeah, wow. So 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 it's got a bit of metal and it, then it's got the screw thing that goes through it. No, it's all plastic. Oh, well, plastic, sorry, but you know the the, the shifter yeah. that you're talking about, it's got the the yep. screw thing. So it can print yep. it can print inside a tunnel, so to speak. <laughs> How does it do the yeah, screen? Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, you can because because of the way it works, you can uh, as say you've got the thread. Yes. There's obviously even on a very tight tolerance thread, there's an air gap between the thread of the bolt and yes. the thread of the nut. Yes. So because these things print in such a small micron scale, it's able to print the top of the thread on the bolt leave an air gap yeah. and print the equivalent gap on the nut. Oh, so it's, it's quite amazing how mm. how they work. I, I, was, I was watching, you know, a YouTube video that I, that it went for like two hours. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just watch the first five minutes and I'll get the idea. I watched the entire video. I think I watched it twice. You know, it was just so amazing <laughs> how this these printers work. Yeah, that's 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 wild. That, that just blew my mind, Will. That is wild. Now, if you're in Adelaide, get ready for a boost. Of Wi-Fi, Internode has won a $1.5 million deal to more than double Adelaide's free Wi-Fi coverage in what could be the world's largest, the world's largest CBD-wide outdoor public wireless network. Good on you, Adelaide. Work on the network has already begun and is expected to be wrapped up early next year. It's expected that Adelaide Free, that's what it's called, Adelaide Free, will cover about 97% of the northern CBD from Wakefield and... Guga Street to North Terrace and provide extensive external coverage to the southern half of the CBD. When completed, Adelaide Free uh, would offer faster internet access than is currently available over mobile networks in the area. So that's all right, isn't it? All those over there? Cool. They will probably slow as uh, slow down as people jump on. Yeah, I was going to say, it'll be great for the first month until they decide it's costing them a fortune to get the back end up so they drop the speed. Yeah, that's right. And uh, MBN Co, apparently in caretaker mode. So as we know, there's an election that's uh, on somewhere around the place. Now, MBN Co will shift into caretaker mode with the government agencies, with other government agencies, but may continue some promotional activities right through to the election. I didn't know that the... I wasn't aware that, the say, the companies as such or... The depart government departments, yes, but the c companies as such uh, also stopped down, also stood down uh, in caretaker mode. Such things as deferring significant appointments, which means the uh, vacant top job uh, won't be filled until after the election. Now, spokeswoman confirmed business as usual activities. 
such as the network rollout, would continue. Thank goodness. And it might blow out for another seven years if it stopped. And it appears that may cover some marketing promotional activity, blah, blah, blah. There are also rules for social media use. The Facebook page has been deactivated. And it, and it says, uh, and it, and also on Twitter, it's that Twitter will be wound down, will be wound down, or become less active. So I went to the Facebook page, and yeah, it's gone. It's wild. Yeah, it's funny break, guys. Come back in a few months. Yeah, I've never heard Since of such um, thing. They're trying to, you know, make people think they're doing something. There's actually a guy, and he does it every day. I've got photos of it for just about every day in the last two weeks. He goes to the pit at the end of the street. He Lifts the lifts the telecoms pit, puts a barricade around it with a big NBN sign, steps back three feet, takes a photo, takes the sign off, takes the cage off, puts the cover back on and walks away. He's done it every day for two weeks so far. What's he doing that for? <laughs> I'm assuming it's to say that, oh, this is a new pit that we're doing here. Look, we're extending it out here. Oh. I don't know. Mm. It's the same pit at the end of the street. He takes the same photo. <laughs> It's is hilarious. It, I've got uh, photos of it, like, catalogued for the last two weeks. I'm like, wow. what the hell on earth? So when's it, when's it coming to your way, Will? Oh, I don't know, 3,042 or something. <laughs> so, but isn't it up it's near... Not even on the, it's not even on the proposed... Oh, I thought it was up near your way. It's up in Goodman. It is, both ends. It, it, it stops about 200 metres in both directions. From, I've got coming from the Ipswich side, it stops at the railway line, which is about 200 metres. Oh, you're joking. Coming from the um, Red Bank side, it stops just over the back of the hill, which is about 300 metres. And oh. coming from um, the back side at Swan Bank, it stops on the other side of the highway, which is about 200 metres. Oh, so literally, joking. it stops in all directions about 200 metres from my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor thing. I'd be spewing. That'd be doing my head in. <laughs> That'd be crazy. What a geographical oddity. 200 metres from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, does that make me in the middle of nowhere? Like, you know. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Warlock? You, you're in Sydney, so you've probably got Buckleys of getting that yeah, anytime soon. That's right. Yeah, they're going to <laughs> the next suburb and yeah. a few suburbs around, but we're not on the list of On the radar? Be... And Shane, you got, you're in Perth, so you wouldn't be on the radar either. Uh, no, the only places that I've got it at the moment are Mandra, where we're contemplating moving to, but not for the NBN. Um, Geraldton, oh. which is like a big regional oh, thingy what? about five hours north of Perth. Mm. Um, but yeah, as far as my suburb goes, yeah, I'm not holding the breath. So if you, yeah. well, I, I would say now, I, like when I moved to this house where I am now, internet was a big factor. <laughs> whether I whether I moved here or not, uh, is it, were, were, so. Were you married at the time? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but and it, and it so happened that the, I the house that we're in now before we bought it, it had a contract on it as well uh, with someone else, and not it, the mafia. I hope. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> so um, and so and I know that it fell through because the guy couldn't get internet. He couldn't get cable here. Because he rang him up and they wouldn't give him cable. They said, no, you're not in the service area. So he actually uh, got rid of the, the house. He, he declined the contract. He got rid of it. You know, he didn't he didn't proceed. So so I will do, to tell you the story about uh, why I'm here, well, yeah, I came and I, I found out that you could get cable because we're on a corner. And what, so what happened is he said, okay, I'll, can I get cable at this address? And they said, no. But I thought, well, hang on, cross the road, like Will, cross the road can get it. The bloke next door can get it. Across that way can get it. And the bloke behind me can get it. So I said, all right. Well, 
how about I gave I gave Telstra my corner address, you know, so not my address, but the other address that faces the corner, and they, oh yeah, you can get that, yeah, no worries, mate, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So um, yeah, oh, I uh, I, <laughs> I rang up and got it, but it, but I I don't know, will like next time you would move, being so close, I would imagine that you would you would move somewhere. That would be a factor, wouldn't it, for you? Yeah, I mean, I got cable here, which is just manageable. Um. It, it depends. I mean, if I'm going to pay an extra 200 bucks a week, no. But if I can find somewhere that is within the next you know, 12 months of me moving there is going to be part of the NBN and it's reasonable cost and it's sort of the house we're looking for, well, I don't see why. I'm not going to say no. No. Um, yeah. But I just went to the NBN Co. website as well because I'm trying to find their rollout plan. And it says the Australian government entered a caretaker mode on Monday 5th. NBO is subject to caretaker conditions. During this caretaker period, NBN Co. will continue to implement the current government broadband policies, but observing those convictions at all time, our website will provide updates periodically. Um, So I thought, okay, cool. So I went to the uh, boundaries, you know, the the PDF file that you download that tells you the boundaries of where all the places are going to be. And it's a MIDI file. (laughs) What? It was a zipped file. I downloaded it. Yeah. You probably can't see that on the stream. If you look, you'll be able to see it. I just opened the zip and it has a MIDI file. Oh, and with this... in like a sound file. And, and... As in a sound MIDI file. It might Does it sound good. So good to see they're keeping their website up to date. It might have been Quigley's Last Dance. Or something. And what happened? So did, did, that, you, that did you play it? The chicken dance. No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to play it in case it puts out like a 50,000 hertz through the string or something. <laughs> you never know, you like. all our listeners, Def. That'll go down well. That'll be the end of the show then, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all downhill after that. Oh, yeah. and but, uh, Actually. Uh, yeah. There you go. Oh, I was going to move on. So if you, if yeah, you... so sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, move on. <laughs> what do you? Well... I was going to say, seeing as, as Eric's not here this week, I'll just tell him how good the uh, Android devices are. Um, Android extends his lead, extends the lead over iPhone five. Uh, Android smartphones have increased the global market share as iPhones lose ground. The market share for smartphones running Android grew to seventy nine point three percent, while iPhones slipped to thirteen point two percent. Now, those of you who are good at math who is obviously more than me, will realise that's like, what's that, 70, like 80, 97% or something, which basically means all that's left is Windows smartphone. Now, apparently Windows showed the biggest jump, hitting 3.7% of the market share. Mm. So Windows is now coming third over BlackBerry, which is 2.9%, and Nokia, which is one point something percent. Yeah. Oh, Nokia, so they... Within, remember, Nokia, they used to be the kings, didn't they? they well, to, I was going to say, within, what, six years, Nokia went from 98% to 1%. Yeah, they used Nokia to be... have got my partnership with Microsoft and have Windows phones too. Mm. And yet yeah, but they're, I think they're taking that... That's the reason they're still 1%. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, here's another story that uh, both Shane and Warlock have got. So, oh, geez, how are we going to sort this one out? Uh, how about, <laughs> Shane, you, you can start. Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. <laughs> uh, uh, I, 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 net. What's, what's happening? 
Well, this is actually a follow-on from Warlock's story last week about um, how Telstra were banned from buying uh, Adam in, I think they're based in South Australia and the Northern Territory. So I had a feeling this would happen, but yeah, basically it's official now that IINet swooped in and, and bought the company. Mm. They borged it. They borged it. They call it II Borg. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so, so it looks like here there's what they've paid sixty million. Um, less than two weeks. Yeah, it takes them yeah. up to nine hundred thousand customers or something. I think it, the story says. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Telstra decided not to go ahead with it with its takeover of Adam Internet. IINet has stepped in. Not to, thanks to the ACCC blocking them. <laughs> yeah. But how does That's that? A good does, decision. Good decision. <laughs> but how does that work if someone else has stepped in? Like, is that because Telstra is too because big? Because it's the amount of market share it'll leave you with. Yeah, it'll leave right. you with an excessive market share. Because yeah. IONet was a smaller company to start with, they don't have that problem. Why can't they have as much uh, uh, teeth to get their, their teeth stuck into, like, into the petrol prices? You know? They're telling yeah. companies they can't <laughs> buy this. Then and... the gov- because then the government can't say Telstra is the best if they let other people have more shares than Telstra. Mm. Under the agreement, IONet will acquire the uh, Adam... 70, Adam, 70,000 customers. So that's not too many. Located primarily in South Australia and the Northern Territory. A new data centre, DSLAM equipment and fibre network infrastructure. Well, a new data centre. Isn't everything going NBN? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't well, yeah, but I mean, you're still going to need data centres and stuff. Like, it's still still something that's not going to fade away. Yeah, but I thought that, yeah, anyway. I, I'm, yeah. They host websites. You might have heard of web hosting. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's that new thing. Yeah, 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 I have heard of that. Yeah, it's on the cloud. Yeah, oh, don't start <laughs> that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Warlock, did you have any more stories or have you come to the Actually, end? I do, yeah. Ooh, uh, ooh, legendary more. game good, good, programmer John Carmack from ID Software and Doom is officially joining the Oculus Rift team as the new oh, CTO. Awesome. John co-founded ID Software, serves so lead programmer on Wolfenstein's 3D. Ooh. Doom and Quake series is one of the pioneers of 3D graphics. When he's not working on revolutionizing video games or computer graphics, it can be found coding at Armadillo Aerospace. Wow. So now he's going to be the CTO there, which is going to be very interesting for the uh, upcoming 3D games, I would imagine. That will be very cool. Mm. He's the best one was, over there, right? Oh, he was fantastic at, his, at what he did. Some of the stuff he did. He revolutionized the industry in so many ways. <laughs> Achtung, baby. That's it. Hail, Hitler, hail. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I remember the old Apple II Wolfenstein. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, Will? It wasn't... It didn't matter what you played it on. It was the same game. <laughs> it wasn't like it changed with different consoles. <laughs> oh, but the graphics did. I liked oh, the, They went from bad to really bad, but, I mean, there wasn't much difference. I liked the 2D. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't... It was, it was the first multi-directional... Or what do I call it? Yeah, multi-directional 2D. It was actually still 2D, but it was, yeah, it gave you the appearance of 3D. So it wasn't actually a 3D game. I think it was also, was it, geez, I can't remember, but geez, I haven't played a game for years. But remember most of the games you used to be able to, it was the AZ left, right arrow for to Way move. Back and, in the old days. Yeah, back in the old days. Then spacebar to, to fire or whatever. But I, I think, love oh. Pong, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have a good pong in the afternoon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, didn't it rip? Now you can, and I think Wolfenstein, and then there were some games that used the, I think it was, was it W Z A and D or something? W A S D keys. Yeah, and, you know, that was pretty much 
Pretty much Still every do. game since Wolfenstein has used those keys. Yep. Yeah, because <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't work um, out why would they want to use those keys and not the AZ left right, which I found a lot easier. You can change it to whatever you want. The well, theory these days is you if can. you're using WANSD for your other options, you've got Control, Alt, Spacebar, Shift, QE. You know, you've got all these other keys okay. around yep. that you can use for one hand for playing, and you. Especially Jeez. once games got a bit more developed, where you use the mouse a lot more. So you had one hand on the keyboard that you didn't have to move, and yeah, the other okay. hand on the mouse. I get it now, but see, I'm not. There into... was actually a game. There was a game before Wolfenstein 3D. I don't know if any of you guys. I'd be really happy if you got any. Of you know what it's called? It was bought out before Wolfenstein 3D. It was. It was basically a maze that was even less 3D than Wolfenstein. You guys, any of you guys know what it was called? Oh no! More information? Have no. you got some? A maze. Well, if I give you any more information, you'll pick it. It's, it was called Ken's Labyrinth. Um, oh, vaguely and, remember that from a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, and that was actually probably the very first start of that uh, that era. Yeah, right. I'm, I don't think I've even heard of that. I'm just looking for a f- picture. Oh, but you're talking. Hey. Hey. Two thousand and eight. It says. What? That's oh, that new. was a uh, upload. Sorry, no, that was an upload. Is that the one? That's, yeah. From. That's yeah, that's Ken's Labyrinth. Yeah, but I'm talking about. It's. Uh, I was going. I thought you meant like earlier than the old two. Released 1993. Yeah, that's better. Oh, it's from Epic Mega Games. It was 93, and it was. Yeah, <laughs> and then of course when they bought out things like Doom, they had. The hark, and even in Duke 3D, they hark back to Wolf 3D because actually had hidden levels of Wolf 3D in the current like Doom and Duke 3D style. Well, this is the Wolfenstein I'm talking about. That one. Yeah, yeah, the old Wolfenstein. Oh, you're talking about that one. <laughs> yeah, the top, that's the, the one I'm talking about. Roller. Yeah, and so I think that I think that might have been. I see the stairs. That's going. Oh, yeah, jeez, I love that game. That that's was a side scroller. That's entirely different again. That's what? What'd you say? Well, top, top, top down. That's yeah. a whole different game again. That's yeah. a platform game. That's uh, like um, uh, Jazz Jackrabbit and Jill of the Jungle and Donkey Kong and all that. Mm. Well, that's when I came into computer games playing. Yeah, that Wolfenstein with the yeah, geez, that was good. Now I'd like Pac-Man. to get a, I'd like to get an Apple emulator. <laughs> um, uh, where are we going to go? I think we're just at the end of the show. Has anyone else got any more stories? I got one really quick one. Um, and I would have it up except that link that just come through when I was top it. Um, basically, Apple launches. You know how the last couple of weeks we've been talking about uh, um, the Apple charges being a bit flaky occasionally. Um, yes. So Apple people. actually launches a charger training program, um, basically saying that Apple began investigating reports um, and beginning August 16th, people with counterfeit or third-party power adapters will be able to swap them for certified Apple models for 10 bucks. That's good. So eh? go and buy yourself a one dollar power pack off eBay, <laughs> and um, take it into Apple and buy get yourself a genuine one for ten bucks, and you'll still come out paying less than half price. Yeah, well, I think that's good. That's a good move from Apple. That's that's very, I think. I don't know. That's a lot of goodwill in that. That's responsible, and uh, I, I like. It's not. They've just it suddenly is. sold another hundred million dollars in merchandise. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have to sell that's for ten. Bu- but they didn't have to sell for ten bucks. Did they? No, but because they are, it's going to, you know, they're still making $9.95 out of that. And yeah. It's not like they're losing money. <laughs> oh, look, well, no, I, I'd be surprised if they did any deal that they, like, you know, made any, any 
deals to lose themselves money. But I think that I think that's good. Good on them. Good on them. Well, yeah, they make money in the process, but but they clever marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's taking a uh, a situation a situation. I wouldn't call it, well, not a bad situation for them because they had nothing to do with it, but a situation and turning it around to their benefit. Yeah, I think bad the problem, the reason that they got electrocuted because they weren't holding it right. Oh, is that right? <laughs> well, maybe they were. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a, this uh, new adapter thing is just a, a lot of Apple goodwill that makes it really good, Will. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, Will. <laughs> All right, uh, Shane, did you have any more or you're, you're, you're out? Apple sauce. You're gone? No, I'm done. You're gone. Warlock? It's good for me. And Will? Uh, better leave something for next week, I suppose. All right. Uh, so, Will, where can people contact you if they so desire? Uh, on Twitter at Mr. Tomkinson. Um, you can follow me on on um, yeah on Twitter. Um, you can get me on Facebook at um, just look at William Tomkinson on there, or you can get me through the Aussie Techheads page, or you can email me Will at aussietechheads.com.au. And Warlock, where where can people find you? Nice and easy on the Twitters W A U L O K Warlock or Jason at aussietechheads.com.au. Shane knows. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Shane1973, Shane with a Y, and you can also email me at Shane at AussieTechHeads.com.au. Good stuff. And you can find me and follow me at Aussie Tech Heads on the, don't forget the Facebook at uh, Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. Don't forget YouTube. Can everyone please subscribe to the YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads page, please? Because what we do, we need 100 subscribers. And once we get to the 100 subscribers, we might be able to bring you some YouTube live streaming, eh? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're nearly there. So make up a few fake accounts and subscribe. <laughs> well, I got five on there. So, oh, good, 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 good. So, uh, and where else? Uh, so that's all. Don't forget the the web page, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast is the web page. The hosting, if you're looking for the uh, a nice little uh, hosting package to host your website. Fast Sydney servers, uh, AussieTechers.com.au forward slash hosting. Uh, thanks to Brad and TechWebcast.info, his show. We replay every Thursday night before the live show uh, for the people who want to jump into the AussieTechers.com.au forward slash live lounge and virtually sit around and chat and 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 be happy and and spruik happiness and fairy dust all over the oh, virtual buddy, place. Be happy. It's Warlock's job to vacuum, so uh, don't go too crazy. <laughs> and uh, what else is there? Don't forget the AussieTechRadio.com. Uh, new shows every Thursday, Friday. Ish. Yes, every Thursday night. So, <laughs> no, week, yeah, no point in going Thursday. We'll, we'll say Friday. So, new shows of, the, of all the shows that are on, if they've published a new episode in the previous week, Aussie Tech Radio, it's on there. And look, if there's any game podcasters listening to me, can you. I mean, you want your you show on Aussie emails. <laughs> read your emails, number one. Uh, and if you're interested in having your podcast on the AussieTechRadio.com, uh, please send me an email because I'd like to put it on. I'd like to put it on. Uh, and look, I know well, there's just a... not gaming companies. That's any tech-related uh, or any interesting, really, um, podcast, Australian podcast. Yeah, loosely. It's Aussie Tech Radio. So tech or tech, loosely tech-ish. tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can... I, mean, I guess by, by, by default, if you doing a podcast that is tech, I suppose. So, you know. <laughs> That's right. Well, I suppose so, yes. Uh, and uh, But it's got to be half clean. It can't be, you know, <laughs> dirty. Uh, 
So it's got to be clean. All right. So um, if you've got one of those, yeah, I'd like to have a chat to you. So don't forget don't forget our usbonthego.com.au. Go and have a look at them if you're after UTG, OTG cables. OTG. What am I thinking? Where's this U coming from? Yeah, with OTG. Yeah, no, you, you know, know me. me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they should do that as their theme song, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, that's their new theme. That's it. Yeah. Quick. And now... Uh, oh, Get on but, that. And that's about the end of the show because I'm just about out of bandwidth. I've hit me 200 gig for the month, and uh, so I'm just about finished. So I've got to wait till Sunday. So thankfully, we've got the show in. And uh, thanks for downloading. Thanks for watching on YouTube for those that do that. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Like our Facebook page. Do all the good stuff. Give us some loving, and we'll see you next week. Next week as well. Okay. <laughs> bye for now. <laughs> it's good night from me, bye. and it's good night from him. Good night. Uh, bye. And good night. Bye. bye.